Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. You know I'm a big fan of enjoying life while still being smart financially. That's why I love ButcherBox. I can get a variety of high-quality meat, seafood, chicken, and pork at an amazing value, all with exclusive member deals delivered to my door with free shipping always. One thing I just never wanted to cut out of my spending plan is eating good food. And with ButcherBox, I don't have to, and neither do you. Where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Yes, you heard that right. One of my favorite go-to dinners is a salmon bowl. I'm not even a huge salmon lover, but ButcherBox's wild-caught salmon is Oh, so good. I make a nice little marinade, saute some veggies, cook the salmon, and throw in some weiss. And it is an amazing dinner. If you want to take less trips to the grocery store and always have prepared meat in the freezer for a lot less money, you need ButcherBox in your life. Sign up at butcherbox.com etm and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash etm. Should you buy the car? Should you lease the car? Which car should you get? You can drive yourself crazy until you remember, hey, it's just a car. So I bought one and here's my story. Millennial Money with Shauna Compton Game. It will expand your brain. So full disclaimer, this isn't going to be like a typical episode where I dish out a lot of tips. I might let a few roll out, but I'm really here just to share my story in hopes that it might make you think about those crazy money lies 
that pop up for all of us in so many different situations. And I never imagined that buying a car would bring so many money lies for me to the surface. But before I go through those, let's go back a little bit. So in late 2010, when I was studying for my CFP, I was putting all of this crazy money knowledge in my head, and I came across this IRS code section called 179. And what it basically says was that in that year, I was able to take a big deduction on the purchase of an SUV. It was a complete godsend because that year we were going to owe a lot in taxes. I needed a new car anyway. And then I did the math and figured out that on that expensive SUV purchase, we could write off a lot of the purchase price to reduce our taxable income. In fact, I remember that I did this whole spreadsheet calculation, which is not totally my forte. I'm not really a big spreadsheet person, but I laid out all of the math and I sent it to our accountant and I was like, is this correct? Am I figuring this out correctly. And he was like, oh my God, yeah, you totally figured out how to use this code section to get this SUV, to get this tax deduction. I was honestly pretty proud of myself that I worked through the math the whole way. So uh, I thanked my CFP uh, teacher at that time. I was like, wow, thank you so much for going in depth on that because like, look at what I figured out. And so that was a lot of fun. But uh, needless to say, I bought this really expensive SUV and I was very happy with it. I mean, I, I loved the car. Who wouldn't love a really nice, luxurious, expensive car? I felt cool in the car, like all those ridiculous things. But of course, the gas was expensive. The maintenance was really expensive outside of the warranty period. And it was like magic. I don't know if you've ever had this happen, but literally the moment that the warranty wore off, it was like a $1,000 plus in repairs were flying at me right and left. It's like the car magically knew that, okay, there's no warranty left. So now you can go ahead and break down. I was really, really pissed off. But that seems to happen with a lot of cars, especially the more expensive cars. I see that happening. And I'm always thinking, how do cars know this? Is there a chip that they put in these things? Seriously. (laughs) But not to mention the monthly payments on this car would probably make you weep. Let's just say that the monthly payment was north of $800 a month. And I kept thinking, WTF? Like, is somebody going to pay my car payment I because I cannot believe that I am actually making that car payment. That car payment, if I had put that car payment on my student loans to pay off for my MBA, I would have paid off those student loans much faster. I mean, it was double the student loan payment. And that's just, it's crazy for me that I was willing to pay that much for a car every single month. I mean, the car's good, of course, don't get me wrong, but I mean, (laughs) the car's not that good. So it's just another reminder to you that at the end of the day, expert or not, we're all just trying to do our best and make good money decisions. And sometimes we can all fall in that 
I really want that trap. And for me, it was, of course, I really wanted that expensive SUV. (laughs) Completely, completely guilty of that. But I also was like, okay, I could get this immense tax benefit. So to me, it sort of equalized the expensive price tag, which those are just tough decisions to make. And sometimes decisions like that, whether you're buying a house or an expensive car, you're trying to look at all the pros and cons and figure out what makes most sense. I tend to find that now, (laughs) because of everything I've been through and everything that I know, I, I think I overthink these decisions now where I probably just need to lean in a little bit more to my gut because it's usually now leading me in the right direction. But hey, I had this car for over nine years, which I consider a victory. When I got divorced, I had to refinance the car to get his name taken off of it. And that ended up adding an extra year onto the payments, which of course made me want to scream is probably the nicest way that I could put that. But As dumb as it may sound, I felt really proud of myself that I had paid off that car. I did it basically all by myself. I had to make it work. I had to figure out how to pay that expensive car payment and still pay all my other bills. And the kind of catch with using this Section 179 that I used to write off a lot of the interest in the beginning was that I had to keep the car at least seven years. Otherwise, I would have to basically repay all of that interest that I had written off. And so for me, that wasn't an option. I was going to figure out how to pay for this car. And I'm glad I did. I mean, the car was great. It hauled a lot of stuff. It it really lived up to everything that it was supposed to, except it was expensive. I mean, there's just everything about it was expensive. So we can look at this in two ways. One, completely dumb purchase. Dumb move, bad Shauna. What are you doing? So that's one way. Or two, so you bought an expensive car, you paid it off, you got a big tax write-off up front, then you sold it and got $5,000 that you could put down on a new car. All right, well, I prefer to focus on number two. The reality is that all dumb money decisions are not always dumb if you have a game plan. So I kind of saw that, okay, if I could write off a bunch of the the cost of the car in the beginning, but then when I went to sell the car at the end, that hopefully I would sell it for a profit. And to me, that just was like, this kind of makes sense. So you can look at it either way. Dumb purchase kind of makes sense. And so I hope like what you're getting from that is that sometimes the purchases that you think are dumb purchases might actually not be as dumb if you look at it a different way. And I think that maybe helps all of us feel a little bit better, especially when we're making large purchases. Now, if I had just gone out and bought the car because I really loved the car and I had no tax write-off and I couldn't sell it for anything at the end, then that might not have been the best move. But nonetheless, I thought I had a good plan. So this weekend, or actually not this weekend, a couple weekends ago, now that you're listening to this episode, was the weekend that we decided to go out and get a new car. 
I had known, okay, I've had this car now paid off for um, almost two years that, okay, it's time to get a new car because things keep breaking down. And every time something breaks down, it is easily $500 to $1,000. And as much as I love not having a car payment, I really hate handing over $500 to $1,000 every time something needs to be fixed. And there started to be all these weird things that started happening again, dumb stuff. But like when I plugged in my phone for the Bluetooth, it just wouldn't always play. And there started to be some things like the locks weren't automatically locking when I started to drive. And so I started to add up all of those costs in my head. And I was like, okay, we really need to just bite the bullet and go out and buy a new car. And I thought for I thought the best decision maybe would be to go out and lease a car for three years and then decide what our life looks like then and make a choice of whether we wanted to buy that car out from the lease, which usually isn't the best financial decision to make. You usually don't come out ahead. It's usually much better if you go ahead and then lease another car or buy another car, but that's what I was thinking. And it's funny how you have one thing in mind, and then you go to buy something like a house or car, and you end up with something so totally different. Have you ever had that happen where you're just so convinced that this is the thing that you want to buy? And then at the end of the day, you're you're like scratching your head because you bought something so completely different. And you're like, wait a minute, how did that even happen? So I I was just hell-bent on getting a lease. I'm like, I don't want to own another car again. I just want a lease for three years. And I have a business purpose for the car. So I'm not just leasing to lease for lease sake. I have a, a reason for it. So I have a legitimate deduction for my taxes. But anyway, that was what I was so set on. And luckily, we have this family friend that works at a local car dealership, like one of the big dealerships here in LA. And they have so many different car brands under this one dealership. So it's really nice because you can go and you can drive all of these different cars and he can sell you any one of these cars. And I thought, I thought, okay, this is a good decision to make. Just a one little interjection here is seriously, before you buy a car, ask around, see if anyone knows someone so you don't go in cold and you don't have to haggle as much. It really saves you so much headache. And I didn't even have to worry about the car buying experience, but always do your homework. So I had looked up the price range of what I was going to expect them to pay me for my SUV on Kelly Blue Book. And Kelly Blue Book is great because you can look at like, okay, if you trade it into a dealership, if you're selling it private party value, and there are so many different ways that you can sell your car. You don't have to just sell it at the dealership anymore. There's Carvana. There's so many different places now that CarMax even will buy your car without you having to buy a car from them. So there's lots of different options. And I had seen that my car was probably worth somewhere between five and $6,000 based off the year and the miles and all that sort of stuff. And the car had a little bit of hood damage. So I thought, okay, I'm probably going to have to deduct a little bit. But my absolute number was I was not going to get less than $5,000. And 
I also thought, okay, there's all of these different ways that you can, again, sell your car, but I didn't want to deal with it. I didn't want to have to hassle with trying to sell it to someone and that whole process. I just, honestly, I was going to be lazy. And I knew that I was probably going to get maybe a little bit less than the car actually would sell for if I sold it private to somebody else. But I was kind of just okay with that because I really, I didn't want to have to buy a new car. I didn't want to have to go through this experience again. But I think it was also very therapeutic for me because that car had come with me. My SUV had come with me before, during divorce, meeting Jeff, getting married again, through lots of weird things that happened in life. So I think there was something very therapeutic for me of saying, okay, that chapter is done. Let's get rid of that car. Let's get a new car, a new something to sit in, to drive around, to dream in. I don't know. Some of these things I think are just just therapeutic. It's like getting rid of your couch or your bed after you break up from a bad relationship. It just feels like the right thing to do. And I also knew going into this experience that I wanted to spend a certain amount of money for the car payment each month. And I promised myself I was not going to go over it, not one penny, that this was going to be a smart car car purchase. And it was not going to be fueled by irrational decision-making or any craziness like that. We're just doing smart things now, Shauna. That's kind of my motto. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated, all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features and view the product roadmap. This my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations 
all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited and it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. (laughs) I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. 
J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E.com slash E-T-M. Go to joindeleteme.com slash E-T-M and use code E-T-M for 20% off. So on the drive to the dealership, Jeff, Jeff asked me, okay, so what kind of features do you want in this car? And I ran through all sorts of stuff like Apple CarPlay, some safety features that I wanted, and I said, I must have leather seats. For me, it's a stupid mindset. Leather seats to me mean I've arrived, life is good, please come in, sit on my leather seats, enjoy this beautiful car, all of that nonsense. I had had cloth seats on my car in college, and I thought, that's not me now. I'm not college Shauna anymore. And he looked at me like I was completely crazy because he's such a good man and he doesn't give two craps about things like leather seats. In fact, he actually hates them. He has them in his car now and the seats are always hot and he hates getting in a hot car. So we get to the car lot and our friend says, so what do you want to look at? And I said, well, I want to look at the Mazda SUV. I want to look at the Volkswagen Tiguan and I want to look at the Honda CRV. He said, okay, well, we're just going to go look at the Volkswagen first because that's a good car, but can I show you two used cars first? And I'm like, no, 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 no. I want to lease. I don't want to buy a car. I don't want to look at used cars. And then he persisted, which is usually the sign for me of like, okay, just calm the F down and go look at the two used cars. So he showed us these two used cars with really low mileage. And I actually kind of liked them. I was like, wait a minute, what is happening? So we went, we test drove the Volkswagen Tiguan SUV, which by the way, is an amazing car if you're looking for a new SUV. And it had everything, the new car smell. You know what that smells like when you open the car and it's like, oh, I mean, it makes you lose your mind. Like you'll pay anything for that new car smell and all the technology and it drove like a dream. And he thought, okay, I think we can squeeze in the the lease payment for my desired payment and broke it all down. And I said, okay, okay, wait, let's just drive those two used cars just because I feel like there's some little gremlin inside of me that's saying, drive those used cars. And one was a Volvo crossover and the other was a small Audi SUV that was a couple of years old. And this is where I've got to be really real with you. I loved the Volvo. I can't believe those words have come out of my mouth because I am very guilty of making fun of Volvo drivers for so many years. Don't hate on me, (laughs) but let's just say that some Volvo drivers forget that the gas pedal is on the right, in my opinion. But this car had everything. It had super low miles, which if you're going to buy a used car, that's what you're looking for. You're looking for a couple of years old, but really low miles. It drove amazing. It had a killer sound system. If you've ever been in a Volvo, test out the sound system. It is really bitchin' sound system, which completely matters to me with one ear now. I really like a really good sound system. It had good safety features. It was a cool color. But one thing, 
and you probably know what's coming. It had cloth seats with leather stitching around them. (laughs) And honestly, the first time I test drove this car, I didn't notice the cloth seats, which I think really tells you something. But then the second time we got in the car, because Jeff test drove it as well, I was like, oh, crap, these are cloth seats. The most ridiculous thing for me to focus on, and that's what I was focused on. So these money lies that creep up, they are so dumb, but they really hit you where it hurts. So I ended up, of course, getting the Volvo for a really good price. They gave me what I wanted on my SUV trade-in, which I was super happy about. I didn't even have to haggle about that. And in fact, my payments are now $100 less than what my budgeted number was. So the cool thing is that I can pay it off in three years and I have full maintenance included for five years. So if I choose to keep the car for five years or longer, I have maintenance included. The car will be paid off. It's kind of like the best scenario ever. And now we've had the car a couple of weeks and we've taken it on a few different test drives just to try it out. <laughs> and it's such a good driving car. I mean, I'm absolutely in love with this car, but I woke up the night after we had bought the car. And in fact, I I honestly couldn't sleep very much because I had this weird thing. Like, what did I just do? I I didn't want to buy a car. This is not the situation I wanted to be in. Why didn't I just lease the car? Like, what is wrong with me? I went through this whole scenario in my head and I really realized like, wow, some of these money lies are so strong and powerful in my head that I thought I had to have leather seats, that I thought I had to buy a new car, that I thought I had to have the new car smell, like all of this really crazy stuff. And as we had deliberated between these two cars, I really tried to think, okay, what advice would I have given to myself if I was not myself and I was deciding between these two cars, new with shiny stuff or slightly used, but great value. So I thought, okay, here's what my advice would have been to myself. And maybe you can pull something out for yourself as well if you're in a situation like this. Number one is do your homework on your trade-in car and honestly be realistic, which I did. I found that so many people go to sell their car or trade in their car and you have this really irrational number in your head of what you want to get with absolutely nothing backed up, like no rationale behind it. Just be realistic. If your car is only worth 500 or 1000 bucks, you're probably not going to get much more money than that from it. So just be realistic knowing that. But if you can trade in your car and not have to put any money down, uh, I'm a really big fan of that. I try to do that every single time because I don't like giving somebody a couple grand in cash for something that I know the minute I purchase it and I drive it off the lot, it has less value. So I like to keep my money if at all possible, but sometimes you you need to put down a little extra money just to lower the payments. But that's, of course, completely up to you. Number two, know how much you want to spend. What is your max number? And then hold really tight to this no matter what. So I was really, really proud of myself that I did that because 
I could have just gone crazy and it would have been very easy for me to spend over that amount and then for me to justify it and then for me to be really upset with myself after the fact. So California is a state where there's no cooling off period. So the minute you sign that paperwork and you walk off that lot, that car is yours. So you got to be pretty, pretty certain that that is indeed what you want. Number three, don't be afraid of a car that's one to three or four years old with super low mileage. You can usually haggle the most on these cars, which I've found, and you're going to save yourself a lot of money over a brand spanking new car. In fact, you could probably get a 2019 now, and it might not have that many miles on it, but it's going to be less expensive than if you bought a brand new 2019 or even a 2020. So I got my used Volvo for $5,500 less than the sticker price, which I was really happy about that. These numbers are starting to look really good to me. And number four, leasing is great, but I think really under a few conditions. One, you have a business and you can use it as a business expense. Two, you drive low miles because all leases come with miles restrictions. And if you go over the miles, it's really expensive. So if you do tend to drive a fair amount of miles, just negotiate for twelve to 15,000 miles a year. It's going to cost you a little bit more in the monthly payment, but you're going to be really happy for yourself when you turn it in and you don't have to pay 15 cents plus a mile for anything over. Number three, you are okay without owning the car and having possible out-of-pocket expenses when you trade it in if they're dings, dents, and other issues. So with any lease, when you trade the car in, if there is anything that is wrong with it, they will usually try to find a way to make you pay for it. So it could be, I mean, I've seen so many different situations where friends have turned in lease cars and suddenly now they're $1,000 plus out of pocket just to turn in the car. That's not the situation you want to be at because you're really at the whim of the dealership when you trade it in. So just be super careful when you're considering a lease. I know it's sexy because the payments are less than if you were going to purchase a car. And I tend to think that leases are great on expensive cars. Like if you're looking at a BMW or Mercedes or uh, Audi or one of those more expensive vehicles, then I think leasing is attractive because you get all your maintenance covered and you can trade it in at the end of a few years. You don't have to buy the car out, but just something to pause and really think through. And I would say that although my money lies battled with me, I mean, they really, really did. The bad side of being a financial expert is you overthink everything. So you have the luxury of not having that financial expert chip in you where Maybe you can even think more logically about things than I can because I'm trying to play all of the different scenarios, but this really does crop up for all of us. Any purchase, I mean, it could be a small purchase and maybe you're flip-flopping between and you just don't know what to do. Like you want to make the right decision, but I'm hoping that more than this just being a good story for you and me being a little vulnerable with you, you can see that making the right choice when it comes to these big purchases is really hard for everyone. We all 
trying to figure this out. And the best you can do is just be prepared and then go with your gut. So not someone else's gut, but your gut. And I've had a lot of friends too that they'll come to me and say, well, I'm trying to decide what to buy. And my parents say this and my boyfriend or girlfriend says this and I think this. And I'm like, okay, well, but at the end of the day, if you're buying it, you have to be okay with it. So some point you kind of have to just throw everything out that someone says and you have to think about what makes most sense to you. Because just because nine years ago I bought something that was big and expensive doesn't always mean that was a bad decision either. It's paid off in so many different ways. But now your girl drives a Volvo and don't tell anyone, but I think I'm actually kind of in love with it. Thanks so much for checking out this episode and a big thanks to our sponsors that make this show possible. Remember to subscribe in your favorite podcast player so you never miss an episode. But before you leave, I want to empower you to embrace where you are today, the good and the not so good. And remember, nothing lasts forever. Just keep taking small steps every day and remember how awesome you truly are. Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.